You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Hannah's upcoming season of The Bachelorette. And he's interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 127. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got another great show for you this week with two singles from Temptation Island. So that'll be fun to listen to them. First up, just want to remind you, today's podcast brought to you by the Next Generation Bona Premium Spray Mop for hardwood floors. Includes a microfiber cleaning pad and hardwood floor cleaner all in one wonderful package. Together, the mop and cleaner provide an effective clean, which is quick, easy to use, and leaves no dulling residue. It's the perfect solution for simply beautiful floors. Bona Premium Spray Mop is available at most retailers where floor cleaning products are sold. Also on Amazon and Bona.com. To receive exclusive offers and to learn more, visit Bona.com slash Reality Steve. A couple things of note to get to here. I know that in recent weeks, it's been all Temptation Island. All Temptation I think it's been the last four or five weeks of of podcasts. Ever since, I think, Charlene, it's been nothing but Temptation Island people, which I told you was going to happen because I wanted to talk to all these people, or most of them, definitely all the couples, and we've gotten three of the four, and now we've gotten three singles. The only one left is Javen and Shari, and I plan to have them on uh, soon as well. But I think uh, we're pretty much done talking to the singles and just have Javen and Shari left. But... Um, you know, I, I'm i almost kind of in a, I feel like from some of the emails that I've gotten, I'm kind of in a lose-lose situation with the uh, Temptation Island because I know you wanted to hear from them. Well, some of you don't. Some of you only want to hear Bachelor people. That's just, I think you just need to not have that as your expectation. I'm going to talk about other shows and I'm going to have other people on, the Survivor people, Temptation Island whatever else comes to the table that I think is interesting to have on. You know, I I could have done one person a week for since Temptation Island ended, and you would have had three months of Temptation Island reviews. I did try to put, you know, for the last three or four weeks, we've had two on every week. And because I knew if I only did one a week, it would go on for three months. (laughs) And I probably would have even gotten more bitching. I mean, I'm getting bitching now for only for having a month straight of uh, Temptation Island interviews. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I've always said that I do want to talk to other people. I'm not just going to talk all Bachelor people. When we're in Bachelor season and Bachelorette season, by by all means, uh, as long as I can get guests, and that's becoming tougher and tougher, and we all know why, um, I'll have them on. But in the off season, I like to talk about other things. It's just... You know, it doesn't need to be Bachelor, Bachelorette all day long, every week. You know, I want to talk to other people. So that's the situation with that. Uh, Also, please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It's much appreciated. The He Said, She Said podcast with myself and Ashley Spivey is coming up this Tuesday, episode number 19. We still need one more call. So contact me, contact Ashley, let us know your situation, let us know what time zone you're in and the best times for you you can record also your situation and we'll try to get it done and work something out to where we can record a call and have you on the next episode and if not, a future episode. So that works. Anyway, two good interviews today. Let's just get started. Uh, Both with singles from the show, 
First up is Brittany Rose. She was the one that went on the first date with Evan, and then she was pretty much with Carl the rest of the season. What's going on with them now? What happened post-show? Brittany is a very interesting soul. You'll hear her speak, and we all know that Brittany was very into, is very into yoga. If you've seen her social media, just, just very well-spoken and very, I'm I really impressed by her and uh, very easy to talk to as well. So you'll hear that, and then after that, we'll have Dr. Johnny on. Uh, we had Katie on last week. She talked about her relationship post-show with Dr. Johnny. Now we have Dr. Johnny on to talk about what happened with him and Katie during the show and after the show. So uh, let's get ready. Podcast number 127. First up, Brittany Rose. All right, time for our guest. Uh, you saw her as one of the singles on Temptation Island this season. Her name is Brittany Rose. Brittany, how are you? Thanks for joining me. Hey, Steve. I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, I'm I'm excited to start talking to a little bit more of the singles. Uh, we had Catherine on last week. We've got you and Johnny on this week. So... Um, kind of how I want to get to know you better and have the audience know you better is talk about before the show, because we didn't get much of an intro. I mean, mm -hmm. the first we see of any of the singles is literally you on the catwalk coming up with a catch, a mm -hmm. uh, you know, a, a quirky catchphrase to, uh, you know, attract the guys. Mm -hmm. We don't know anything about you. Um, people that follow you on social media know you're very much into yoga, but um, just kind of give everybody a little background where you're from, your upbringing and whatnot. Um, so I was actually born in New Jersey. My family is from the East Coast. And then when I was younger, we moved to Calabasas, so right over near where the Kardashians are from. And I grew up there in the Valley. I was homeschooled half of my time growing up. So I got to travel and rescue dogs and raise litters of puppies. And um, when I was about 16, 17, I took my first yoga class, which was kind of excruciating the hot yoga class but I had never felt something so amazing in my whole life so I was, I was hooked right off the bat and then I also grew up in the music industry so my mom was a record promoter my whole life which was really awesome so I got to tour with musicians and artists and grow up around that you know creativity and people in the industry and then in 2012 we went to Tulum Mexico for the first time and we absolutely fell in love we stayed there for like four or five weeks I think and just about a year later, my mom and I had our first, we co-created wellness retreats together with another partner that we had over in Tulum. He's a hotel owner. So we had our first wellness retreat, which is actually merging the world. We were doing yoga and wellness and excursions and mindfulness, but it was for songwriters. So we got to fly in these international songwriters to Tulum and give them just a week of transformation and healing and creating and writing songs. So that was really special. And then from there on out, I think we officially launched our retreat company, which is called Life Source Retreats, about three or four months later in 2013 or 2014. And we were doing back-to-back -back retreats. Like sometimes we did three to four retreats every month, which is so much output and energy. But it was really amazing, and especially having – you know, this sacred land to really create that transformational space for people was something really special. So we did retreats there for a few years together. And then I came back here in summer of 2016, I believe it was, and did my yoga teacher trainings and really just dedicated myself full force to learning and studying and teaching yoga. And then I've been in the West Side for the past almost two years and 
teaching here. And then I've got some new classes coming up in Venice as well. And that's kind of my gist. I just, I spend a lot of time with artists and creators and yogis and, and people that are kind of seekers. They're always wanting to find out more about life and more about art and more about people and how we act and why we are certain ways. And yeah, those, those are kind of the people I'm surrounded with. And that's what I'm up to right now. I've got a few retreats coming out the rest of the year that I'm really excited about. Okay. I'm someone that has never done yoga in my life. Uh, I'm very aware of it. I see all the classes going on at the gym when I'm there. Um, I've (laughs) seen the studios. I've never actually done it. I probably should because I have very, very tight hip flexors. I'm not very flexible (laughs) whatsoever. Um, But when I've seen this thing, these retreats that you say you do, these wellness retreats, can you, I don't know, explain to people a little bit more what exactly is a wellness retreat? Because I've, like I said, I've seen them all the time and I've heard about them, but I don't mm-hmm. know what goes into a wellness retreat. Um, I think from my end, from being the person that's kind of worked with other people to help put it on, I think it's it comes down to mindfulness and integration. So the details can vary greatly, but essentially if you have a week or so of time where you're purposely like working on certain things, whether it's meditation or yoga or things that aren't in the yoga world, like journaling and workshops and like self-esteem work or uh, just, you know, it could, it could vary so much. We have chakra healing. We have healers that come in. We do vision board workshops and we screen films and we work with teachers and leaders and things like that. So it can vary greatly, but I think if you leave this week feeling like you've grown in some way or you've had some type of revelation or transformation, then we've done our job. Gotcha. And you know, you can be a beginner at yoga. Like flexibility is such a, um, it's such a myth in the yoga world. People say all the time I hear it. People are like, I'm not flexible enough. And I, first of all, I, as a yoga teacher and a practicing yogi, I am so not flexible and being too flexible can actually get you in trouble. So it's, it's a better idea, I think, to go into your first yoga class being a little bit strong, and then you'll work on the flexibility with time. I've seen your Instagram. I, you're flexible, I think. <laughs> really? You're not, you're not very fle- I mean, you seem I'm to... really not. Really? I'm really not, yeah. Hmm. It's, it's like humorous how, like you said, you have tight hips. I think I'll always have tight hips no matter how much yoga I do. Hmm. I'm definitely not one of those women that can just like pop into standing splits or do like crazy hip openers and things like that. (laughs) Okay, good. And I don't feel out of place then because someone who's been doing yoga as long as you have uh, has probably as bad as hips as I do. Good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay, so how did all this lead to getting cast on Temptation Island? Now, there's a a few parts here that I want to go over and when we when we talk about Temptation Island, because it hasn't been on the air for 15 years. And so first off, when you found out, at what point in the process of applying did you find out this was for Temptation Island? And at what point, and when you heard about that, did you know what Temptation Island was? Or did they have to give you a breakdown of, okay, this is your role. You're going to be one of the singles. You're going to be living with four guys. Explain mm-hmm. it all to us. Um, I knew what it was, but I'd never really watched the show. Like I looked it up and saw a few clips and it was kind of cheesy looking, you know, and it's a little bit outdated, of course. Yeah. But um, it's interesting because 
without it being something that's like currently on, there wasn't a lot for me to reference. So I didn't fully know exactly what I was getting myself into. You know, if you watch like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you're able to look at the previous seasons and you're like, okay, you have a really good idea of what what you're walking into. But with Temptation Island, I did quite a few interviews and casting calls. And every time they were casting was just so adamant with the singles that they were looking for people that were truly looking for love and really ready to find a partner. And they said that the cheesiest thing or the least classy thing about this show is actually the title. So we're really, really adamant about finding people that could be great quality matches for one another and people that are ready to find their partner. So it just kind of like, it was my old roommate was actually asked to be on the show. She's a yoga influencer. She's big in the yoga world and she wasn't into it and she gave them my contact info. So like quite a few of the castmates actually received a DM on Instagram and I got to talking and I did an interview and then I did another one and then another one. And then I was doing finals, like final casting, which was funny. I didn't really know what to expect. And all of a sudden I'm like getting, you know, psych evaluations and doing all the background testing kind of things that we had to do. And they wanted me to be on the show. And I was just like, wait, am I really going to do this? Like, I don't know much about this world at all. I don't watch reality TV. So I actually called my friend Dean, who was on The Bachelorette. And I'm like, Uh I need to talk to you. You're kind of the only other one that might know, you know, what advice to give me here. And he's like, Britt, it's going to be a blast. Go for it. Like I told him where I was in my life at 27 years old. I definitely want to find a partner and dating in LA really sucks. So I just went for it. What was your relationship status? Obviously, you were single, but had you recently been out of a relationship? Um, did you have a long relationship that ended six months ago? Like, where were you at with that? Um, I was dating someone that lived in Tulum. So it was more of like, it was long distance, but it was also really only when I would go there or he would come visit L.A., And it wasn't super serious, but we had been, you know, on and off for like maybe a little bit more than six months. And I told him that I was doing casting for the show and he pretty much could care less. So I was like, okay, well, this isn't very serious then. So I just kind of left that and that fizzled out. And about two months later, went to Maui and there I was. And of course, when I come back from the show, then he's like, hitting me up and wanting something more serious. I was like, really? Yeah. It's usually the way it works. They don't want yeah. you. They don't want you, but they don't want anyone else to have you. And then when someone else yeah. does, they're back in the fold. When you got to Hawaii and I don't remember, I'm sure they did show you do your catwalk thing. What was your intro line? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Let me think about this for a second. I think I said something along the lines of I'm Brit. I'm a lover of life or I love life. I teach yoga. And what's really important to me also is finding that spiritual connection. So that's what I'm looking for. And I also said I'm from Venice at the beginning of that. Okay. I think we we saw yours, right? They showed you Mm -hmm. doing yours. Okay. Yeah. I didn't remember. Oh yeah. I think that, I think it was made a point to show like myself and Morgan and a couple of the other girls. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So we definitely got to see you. All right, let's take a break real quick, talk to you about Grove, whether it's a trail of your kids' muddy footprints or a pile of dishes after your first backyard barbecue of the season. Nothing cleans like the spring scents from Grove. I've told you I've been using them now. They're soaps. 
It's been great. A Grove delivers natural brands that are healthier for you and the planet, like Mrs. Myers, Seventh Generation, Burt's Bees, and Grove, straight to your doorstep. I've used the Mrs. Myers soap now in my kitchen, and it's the only soap I use. I use it every day. It's great. You guys should use it too. Trust me, it's worth it. And now when you place your first order of $20 or more, new customers will get a free cleaning set, which includes Mrs. Myers spring hand soap, dish soap, and multi-surface spray available in peony, lilac, or mint, as well as a Grove Collaborative Cleaning Caddy and Walnut Scrubber Sponges. Try Grove now before this exclusive spring offer runs out. For a limited time, my listeners, you guys get a three-piece cleaning set for Mrs. Meyer's Spring Scents, a free 60-day VIP membership, and a surprise bonus gift when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more at grove.co slash steve. That's grove.co slash steve, grove.co slash steve. And our other advertiser this week is Philo. Say goodbye to expensive TV bills and horrible customer service with Philo. It's the new way to watch all the TV that you love. It's the cheapest way to watch over 50 of your favorite channels like VH1, MTV, A&E, HGTV, Lifetime, and more. Catch the biggest shows on TV like The Walking Dead, Live PD, SpongeBob, and Paw Patrol for the kids. Plus tons of classic shows and movies. Enjoy live and on-demand TV plus unlimited recording for only $20 a month and never miss a minute of the shows that you love. Philo is great for watching TV from your TV, phone, computer, wherever you want. There's never been a better deal on cord-free, commitment-free, hassle-free TV. Philo is available on Roku, iOS, Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. To start your free trial, visit philo.tv slash steve. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash Steve. If you go now, you'll also get 15% off the first month. Now, let's get back to Brittany Rose, then followed by Dr. Johnny, uninterrupted for the remainder of the podcast. Once you moved in with the guys, or when, okay, take us back to that day where you were introducing yourself to the guys and you're seeing them for the first time. Who... Which guy jumped out at you as somebody just strictly based on looks was somebody that you were into? Was it Carl from the get-go for you? Yeah, 100%. Carl Carl was like the only one that I was attracted to off the bat. I thought Javen was handsome as well, but at first I was just like, oh, really? And then I was like, I actually, I thought Nicole was the most attractive person there. Mm. And I was, I was joking with Carl. Just We did our Instagram live like a week or two ago. And I was like, you guys were just both so attractive that I thought there's no way in hell this couple is here to let each other date other people. Like, I swear they're looking for a third person in their relationship. (laughs) That would have been interesting. Um, (laughs) Right? Plot twist. Yeah, huge plot twist at the end there. Yeah, Carl and Nicole (laughs) have decided to stay together, but they want to add a third to their relationship. Yeah, the the three of us (laughs) would like to leave together. Imagine that. Yeah, that would have been interesting. That would put another spin on temptation island for sure uh oh yeah <laughs> so you, so obviously it was immediately with carl but your first major storyline of the season was evan chose you for his first date but mm-hmm. before that first date ever happened was when this whole fight with Catherine and morgan went down because you know, Catherine took him to the confessional and Morgan thought there was something going oh, yeah. on and Morgan liked him. And then they're yelling at each other. And this is all before the first date of the season. Where oh, were you? Yeah. 
Where were you during all this? Because when we were shown it, I don't think oh we ever God. saw you. You were sleeping? Or were... Oh, yeah. I was, like, trying so hard to avoid that. Um, I was in my bunk, like, so ridiculous. I was like, just what in the world have I gotten myself into? Because it was, like, midnight probably at that point. And, you know, I knew Catherine and Evan were still awake, and they were in the confessional together, and Morgan was getting pretty heated and upset. And same with a handful of the other girls, but truly Morgan was like, this is, this is fucked up for you. Like Evan's out there. He's, he's talking to Catherine and he had also made like sunrise plans with uh, one of the other singles, Rachel. So he's like, got a date with me the next day. And he's out there. He's up for like two hours alone with Catherine, supposedly like flirting their heads off. And then he's got this other date with Rachel scheduled for the morning. And I'm like, and the girls are kind of trying to fire me up. They're like, this is fucked up. You need to go out there and talk to him. And I'm like, yo, if that's how he wants to be, that's fine. I'm like, I understand we're on a dating show, but could you not try to fit in like three girls in like a 15 hour time period? And I I just really didn't want anything to do with it. And Morgan was like, no, that's fucked up. She actually went to intervene like on my behalf. I didn't ask her to do it. Um, her and Evan say that, you know, I was instigating that and that I asked her to go get involved. I, I didn't, but she was just trying to be a good friend to myself and Catherine. And then a couple of other girls were like coming into my bunk. I was so ready for bed. I'd washed my face. I'd gotten into bed. Um, and some of the girls were like, Evan needs to talk to you. Evan needs to talk to you. I'm like, tell him everything's fine. I'll see him in the morning. And he comes into the room. So he comes in the room. There's cameraman in the room. He's in there and he's just freaking out. He's like, Brittany, I need to talk to you. Like, come on. Just looks completely devastated. I'm like, everything's fine. This is crazy. Like, this is way too much drama. So literally just to get him out of the room. So it wasn't like, you know, we're stuffed in the small room with all the bunk beds and the cameraman and he's there freaking out. And then Catherine and Morgan are fighting, which was horrible to see because they were so close before that. I'm like, okay, let's, let's just go outside and talk. And we must have talked for like 30 or 40 minutes, just going around in circles. And he was just devastated and kind of not listening to a word I was saying. I kept telling him everything was fine. We're going to go on our date tomorrow. We just met each other. Don't trip out. And he's like, everything's not fine. You know, you're just acting like it is because you're such a nice person. Everything's not fine. I know you're over it. And just repeating that dialogue over and over again, I was like, look, everything's fine. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We're going to go on our date. And then by the time it's like 1 a.m., I'm like, look, I don't know if I'm going to wake up to go on our date. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, I need to go to sleep. Like, what is this? Why Why is there drama right now? Why is this happening? And like, in true hippie fashion, like being on this show made me realize so much like how... Um, <laughs> you know, interesting I am, I guess, because I slept with my crystals. Like I slept holding my crystals. I'm just like, what in the world have I signed up for? This is night one and that's what just happened. So by the time I had to wake up at 6 a.m., I was just so cranky and like not super looking forward to spending time with him. And if I remember correctly, on that date, when we see you guys talking after you did your daytime activity, I remember you guys were sitting on the grass or something and he's he was pretty much gushing about how into you he was, wasn't he? Like, he was telling you, like, I, you're the only girl I want to go out with. Wasn't that it? Or am I... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. He was really upset still about the night before. He was saying at the time that he didn't have eyes for anyone else, and he knew it was really just me. And I just felt 
really put off by everything. And it wasn't just on Evan. Like it was also the whole experience of that being like the second or third day there, there were cameras, you know, in our face all the time. That's not anything I'd ever experienced. Um, I just felt overwhelmed by the pressure of that. And then the pressure from Evan of like, I didn't really feel like I had a minute to get to know the guys. It was kind of like Evan chose me and that was that. And I didn't feel like it was natural for me to reciprocate what he was telling me and how he was saying that he felt already so quickly. Yeah. Um, so I just felt really kind of freaked out and I was like, I just need some space. And like, also at that time, I, and it's just funny because I know it's a reality show. And if I go do any more reality TV, I'll, I'll totally have a different approach to it. But I was just like, I was so jealous that Sheldon was on a date with Carl and <laughs> Carl, anytime I tried to talk to him, he was like, yeah, Hey. And then would like walk away. And I'm like, okay, so he's not into me. I pulled my friend, Jess, who's a producer on the show aside um, during that date with Evan. And I was like, what do I do if I like someone else's date? Like I, this is so, so I was like feeling so many things. I was seeing a lot of pressure from Evan. His personality wasn't really my cup of tea at the time. And there was really only one person that I felt attracted to in more than just like a friend type of way. And that was Carl. And so obviously the Evan date ends and, you know, the Carl courtship begins. And I think when I had Carl on is when he said, I'm kind of blanking on what Carl said about you because I, I, I think he said it was also you from the beginning that he was attracted to, but he was purposely staying away because he knew he could get in trouble with you. Like he, <laughs> he knew that he was attracted and like, Oh shit. Well, um, I mean, yeah, the way he says it is that I like quote unquote came out of nowhere because we didn't really talk for we always say it was like the first week, but I think it was just like the first four or five days, but it that feels like an eternity when you're not doing anything else. Right. Yeah. So we, di we didn't talk. Like I was already like, I was building bonds and friendships with the other three guys. And then Carl and I really didn't talk, but as soon as we did, we just hit it off off the bat. We talked for like an hour straight and he told me too, he's like, I found myself very attracted to you. I think you're the most beautiful woman here but I don't want to like talk to you or get to know you based off of that because I could fall back into like old patterns and that's not what I want or what I'm here for. And I guess like on our, on our first date where we were all there together, but him and I weren't on the date together. So the ATVing one where he was with Sheldon and I was with Evan. Yeah. Um, and then being back at the house, he's like, the more I see you interact with people and, you know, hear you talk and things, obviously there's more to you than the way you look. And I do want to get to know you. So we hit it off pretty quickly when we finally did start talking. He was like kind of avoiding me based on that. And I was avoiding him based on the fact that I tried saying hi a few times and he was, he was kind of just like being really short or walking away and just made me really nervous and shy. <laughs> so, so when did the tables start turning with you and Carl when did it start becoming the, the first time he asked you on a date or did something happen before then just back in the uh, no I think I think it was our first date like I I really enjoyed our conversations the day before like when we finally did start talking and clicking but based on the fact that I had tried to talk to him a few times and he was just really like short and he 
he's a very private and kind of shy person. Mm-hmm. And so I mistook that as like, before we went on the date, I'm like, this might be boring as hell. Like, I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to have fun. So I wasn't sure, like, even though we had one or two good conversations the day before and we went on a date and had so much fun, so much fun. Like there was, I mean, there was, and there, there is a very strong, like physical attraction there. But besides that, we went, I think it was called speedboating, the thing we did. So it was a lot of like laughing and screaming and having fun. And then we came back and we went in the ocean and the pool and we were just dunking each other and like wrestling and splashing and just laughing our butts off. So that kind of playfulness was actually, I think that's the first time I've ever experienced that, like in an adult relationship in my twenties. So I just had a blast with him. That was a wonderful time. Hmm. Well, yeah, I, he obviously spoke highly of you in, in his podcast uh, when he came on. And so as the season is progressing, you obviously are getting closer with Carl and he's the only one you're going on dates with and whatnot. And, but there was the way it was shown on TV was you were the temptress every night trying to go to and get in his bed and try. And mm-hmm. Carl was the one constantly like, no, no, no. Cause he wanted to, I don't know, get some sort of validation. He wanted to make sure that Nicole was doing something bad on her side of the Island. So it could mm-hmm. justify him doing what, he ended up doing was that the way it really came about or was there more to it that we didn't see not really there's like a sprinkle of truth to that but in reality it's like we went on our date and then we went on a second date too actually that wasn't aired and we it's like we were in this situation where there's we're living with like 20 something people and we're in this house there's zero distractions can't watch tv can't read a book or anything and our chemistry was great off off the bat. So it's like him and I didn't get physical for, I want to say like three weeks almost. We didn't even kiss or anything. And even though we felt that there, it's like we, it's like we became best friends in a really short amount of time. Like because we're in this house with other people and we realized off like pretty quickly that we were each other's favorite person there we were just together pretty much all the time. I was teaching him breath work and yoga and he was making me food. Like every single day we would just lay in his room in his bed and talk about everything, everything. And like, we would just stare into each other's eyes, which I've also never experienced that with anyone else. And granted, like we were secluded, right. And there was plenty of time, but we just got really, really close. And it's like, both of our priorities were kind of having respect for his relationship. Even though I didn't know Nicole, this experience of temptation Island was fine for me in theory. I was like, okay, like these people are professionals. They know what they're doing. They're going to put me in a house with people that could like be serious, probable matches. Um, I'm like, but am I going to find love here? Like I'm not going to get my hopes too high. So I was okay with the dating someone else's boyfriend or partner because everyone going into this situation knew exactly what they were doing and they went in with a full yes. So I was like, in theory, I was okay with that. Once I started spending time with Carl and things got really real and we were feeling so drawn to to one another and then 
there's this other woman that I'm thinking about, Nicole. And it was making me incredibly uncomfortable and feeling somewhat paralyzed. I definitely didn't want to move forward with this. Like in my real life, I'm like, I would have dipped out right now and not had anything to do with this. So it was really challenging. And we had endless conversations about respecting his relationship. I told him how uncomfortable I felt on a daily basis sometimes, but it's like, a tug of war. I'm feeling uncomfortable on one end and on the other end, I'm like, I'm with this person that I do feel really connected to and I want to get to know better. And this is what I signed up to do. So it's like, do I close down and try and protect myself and come from a place where I would in my everyday life? Or do I give this experience a complete chance and open up fully to it? So that was really challenging for both of us. And um, I, I don't know if I covered your entire question. I feel like there might have been something at the end there that I missed. But no, that was it. I definitely wasn't trying to force myself into his bed. Actually, you, I want to tell you something really adorable, I think, is the first night that we did sleep together in his bed, it was the cutest thing ever. And I was trying to sleep in his bed because I didn't want to be sleeping in the in the bunk beds with the girls that were up until three or four in the morning singing and drinking. And so the first night that I did sleep in his bed, this huge king bed, he slept under the comforter and I slept on top of it, like rolled up like a fruit roll up in the comforter. So we were like separated, but sleeping together still. Yeah. And we woke up and gave each other high fives and we were like, we did so good. We And it was adorable. <laughs> it was like middle school or something. It was the cutest thing. Well, when he was on and he talked about the boundaries that he had set before the show and then obviously they were crossed with you, was that a struggle for you to 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 cross that boundary that he had set of of sleeping together or was it just part of the natural progression of the relationship? Was there a part of you that said, look, we're into each other. If you're going to break up with her, that's fine, but why don't we wait until post-show to possibly sleep together? Mm -hmm. um it was challenging for sure but it's also like I was with this person like 20 hours a day and I also have a hard time holding back if I'm feeling that strongly for someone so it was easy at first to like not touch each other and have self-control and containment but it's like towards the very last week I absolutely wanted to express the way that I was feeling with him and vice versa. And it was becoming very frustrating. Um, however, when he did come back from the bonfire where he saw Nicole in bed with Tyler, um, there definitely was some of that energy of like, he wasn't, he was never seeking revenge, but quite a few of the guys, like, I mean, him and John for sure, were kind of in that mindset of like, well, if, Katie or Nicole fucks up, then it's going to give me a go ahead to be more open in this experience. It wasn't necessarily yeah. if they cheat, I'm going to cheat, but it was like, if they fuck up or they open up to someone else, then I'll feel more at ease opening up because like for John, he was like, I'm not going to cheat on my girlfriend. Like I'm just going to ride this out. But then once he experienced it all and is seeing her opening up to Johnny and whatnot, he was like, wait, I'm like, you know, doing my experience a disservice for this person and they're, they don't care. So it's like once, once Carl came back and from that bonfire, he was definitely upset. He was definitely stressed out. And at that point there was a big part of him that was like, okay, do I open up more now to Brittany? 
And at that point I was like, hell no, am I going to be part of your like revenge or like getting, so I actually really had him at like an arm's distance for a few days because I was feeling upset and freaked out and I don't want to be anyone's like second choice or fall back. And I'm like, I feel like this is something special. And if anything happens between us, it's not going to be because it's revenge. I, I won't let that happen. So we, nothing happened for a few days and then we did kiss and it was an amazing kiss and we continued getting closer, but it was challenging for sure. And then after you guys had your, uh, the final date and then Mark comes in and says, Oh, by the way, this is the last time you're going to see each other. You guys, the conversation that we saw didn't go very great. You seem to Mm -hmm. be very upset at the way he seemed a little dismissive. So talk about that conversation. That was like one of the weirdest conversations I've ever had, I think, actually. But it was it was also very much so because of the situation. Like we had just gotten back from our overnight date. We flew to Honolulu. We had this lavish experience. We were together without cameras um, and it all felt really wonderful. And then we come back and as soon as we get like we were we were totally on cloud nine. We were so happy. We thought, oh, all the other singles are gone. Now it's just going to be, you know, the the guys and the girls, like everyone's kind of coupled off. We'll get to finally spend some time together in the villa without all the other distraction and pressure. But we get back and, you know, Mark's there and telling us this is the end of our time there. And uh, we were all really surprised. But once I sat down and talked to Carl, I literally felt like I was talking to a different person. He just seemed like he was shut off emotionally he was talking to me in a very cold way and that line of like no matter what happens I hope I hope you have a good life or I hope you have a great life he just kept saying that and I was like what what are you what are you saying yeah um he's like I don't know if we'll ever see each other again I'm like what do you mean you don't know if we'll ever see each other again like you're a grown man your choices are completely up to you. And he just was like, you know, shutting it down. And I felt like I really felt like I was being pushed aside. And um, it was very surprising when all of a sudden you're talking to someone that you feel like you know, and then they seem like a different person. Um, So that really upset and hurt. But very quickly, I kind of turned it around in my head. And I was like, wait, were you using me to just like work on your relationship? Like now I feel stupid. Um, so that there were so many emotions in that conversation. Yeah. And then when Carl had the final bonfire, the only one that we saw, the only single that we saw waiting, you know, on the other side of the bushes, 50 yards away was when Evan Mm -hmm. left Casey and he got to see Morgan. But there were a lot of you that were there. Catherine was there for John. You were there for Carl. Mm -hmm. We never saw any of it. So when Carl going into the final bonfire, were you thinking that Carl was going to break up with Nicole? Where were you at with that? I I honestly didn't know. Like, my head was so all over the place. But Carl and I didn't talk too much about the outcome. But when we did, I, I mean, he was really starting to feel like this relationship wasn't the right relationship for either of them. And I I told him the whole time, I'm like, I don't expect you to, like, pick me at the end of this. to to just pick me on a reality TV show to go home with, regardless of how we're feeling. You do have this history and this relationship of like over two years that 
deserves respect. So I don't expect you to necessarily pick me over that. I feel like that would be super unnatural. But that was kind of where the conversation ended besides him saying that he was going to come to LA and come visit me, like no matter what happened. We didn't talk too much more about that. Um, So I didn't, I kind of expected him to leave alone. And when I knew I was going to watch him and Nicole talk, I prepared myself for what I thought would be the worst, which would be like him, like maybe lying about him and I or really downplaying it. For some reason, I just thought like, maybe I thought that was a possibility, but watching them speak and seeing how, how like unbelievably disconnected the two of them were together just shocked me in a whole nother level. Yeah. I was like, what am I watching? Like, am I on candy camera? Is someone fucking with me right now? <laughs> because these people won't even look at each other. I don't even know how they like stand in a kitchen and make a sandwich near one another, let alone yeah. like have a conversation or it was definitely, it was definitely awkward. I mean, us as an audience saw that and it just didn't look like, like even, I mean, if you don't, if you want to sit there and not, you know, hold hands or touch each other on the leg, I get it. But even the greeting of one of them walking up and the other one was already there, you know, not even to hug your girlfriend of three years mm-hmm. when you hadn't seen them in a month, I think that would be the first yeah. thing you'd do, regardless of. It was very strange. Yeah, the tension there was just. It was. It was. Hot. I mean, I remember I I could hear Mark's uh, audio and dialogue because I watched them talk for I think a couple hours. Yeah. And Mark was just, he would, you know, talk and do the dialogue with them. And then they would say they wanted to leave together. And he's like, this is not right. Like, this is so weird. These people are not like, what's going on here? They won't even look at each other. Um, And he was getting a little bit emotional and upset over, over the situation. So when I heard that, I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. (laughs) Like, it's not just me seeing how bizarre this is right now. And um that was wild. So when it happened and the show ends and Carl is single and we got the six-month update and his six-month update essentially just said, Brittany's in L.A., I'm in Chicago, I don't have any plans to move to L.A., so it's just we're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember asking him about that on the podcast, and I believe he's pretty much said the same thing again. Um, what's your take on your, where are you at with Carl? You guys just did an Instagram live. You're obviously cool with each other, but do you Mm -hmm. guys make uh, plans to see each other? Whether you go to Chicago or he comes to LA, he's going to see you. Like, where do you guys stand right now? Um, there's really no plans. Like we've, we've stayed in touch quite a bit since the show. We, we spent a little bit of time in Maui together after filming wraps with Evan and Morgan, which was really nice. Yeah. Just away from the cameras and stuff. And then like a month later, he went home and, you know, he was staying in his apartment and then he was about to move and Nicole was moving back into the space. And it was just a crazy time for him. But like a month later, I went to Chicago to visit him and just felt super disconnected. It's kind of like just being with someone in the real world after being in that situation. I just didn't feel like he was super present with me. But again, like he was dealing with a lot and super overwhelmed. Um, and then especially throughout the airing of the show, like we were very close. He would FaceTime me on Tuesdays right after the show, um, finished. And it, it was just so funny. We'd open FaceTime and we both have like this similar look on our face of like, wow. Okay. So then we would just talk about the episodes and 
besides that, we talked a lot throughout the weeks and I know he's got some changes like career wise and isn't quite sure maybe where he wants to be. And I'm in a little bit of a similar space in my life. So I think like right now we're both just focusing on ourselves and not really our dating lives. Besides the fact that it would be like a long distance thing, which is not really what either of us want. Yeah. But we're great friends. We're in each other's lives. And every time I talk to him, like he is such a source of support for me in my life and just really sees like how hard I work and, you know, things I'm getting better and progressing at. So I, I really appreciate that, that about him. And I just, I think he's a really special person. Like sometimes I don't even know if he knows how special he is and what potential he has. But um, of course I can see that in people that I care about, but it's like also sharing that that unique experience with him where we were together all the time with zero distractions. I learned so much about him and I wish him the best, but right now we're just friends. You know, I want to say something in following you on social media post show and in speaking with you uh, today, like you, and, and it's probably because of your background and your yoga practice and just, you're you're very positive. You're a very what's the word centered person. Like you're very you're very easy to talk to. You're very easy to listen to. Number one, um, and I um, I appreciate that in 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 Thank a guest. You. And you are very well spoken. Uh, and just listening to you. With that said, you had a an incident pop up on April first that. <laughs> I know yeah. I know that you've apologized for uh you know after it happened and on, on social media but again to to the listening audience explain you know you had you had posted a picture and you had made a joke um about a pregnancy on April 1st and then you mm-hmm. know did the April Fools thing just explain to people your your thinking behind that and what happened with all that Mhm Well I mean for me, and it's funny, the contrast is funny because I've heard like, I mean, I think what you said on the on the podcast with Carl was something like Britney seems pretty woke. I think she would know that this is like a bad idea. And I'm like, and she's, you said like, I guess she isn't. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it's, <laughs> no, I one, mean, it's one way or another, isn't it? It's it was all or nothing. <laughs> it was basically like, because I had, like I said, I had followed you on social media and. I just listening to you speak on the show and I was just like, and and I guess I wasn't saying that you weren't woke. I just thought somebody that was as grounded as you were had, had known that the last two or three years that that had become a thing on April fools where everybody was doing it and taking shit. Okay. Okay. That's what I was saying. And it was, I wasn't even so much thinking about it from an April fools yet alone, like, a larger subject of something that I, I should have and could have been way more sensitive about really more. So it was like, you know, my Instagram was pretty somewhat private before this show. I had like 10,000 followers when it started. And I, I mean, I was used to once as the show was coming out, everything was growing and I was getting so many messages and inquiries and comments of people just wanting the the dirt, the juice, wanting to know the relationship status and all that stuff. So I thought, oh, my God, the show ended like six days ago. Everyone knows it's April Fool's Day. I'm going to obviously I'm not pregnant. I'm going to put up this post because of the timing. I just think it's funny. And actually, I was dating another black guy uh, since the show had um, 
since the show had wrapped filming after Carl and I like fizzled out. So like I got a lot of stuff for like the little black baby emoji and, you know, trying to point out that it was Carl's, but like that wasn't even necessarily it. I'm getting totally sidetracked, but I thought it was going to be more of a harmless, lighthearted joke because people would know that that's not the case. And like timing wise, like clearly the show just ended. And that was my response. And some of it, I was like, look, I was just kind of responding to, I was getting hit up all day, every day, people wanting the tea, wanting to know relationship status. So I thought I'd put this up. It backfired hardcore. I got so many messages from women um, on behalf of other women or themselves struggling with infertility and taking it very personally. Um, which was very upsetting for me because I absolutely didn't mean it in any way pointed towards anyone or, or trying to disrespect anyone's experience or struggles. That's like the last thing in the world I ever want to do. So I, I didn't even know what to do or how to respond to that for a second. And I wasn't, I wasn't prepared or expecting or used to my Instagram having any type of a large effect on people in that, in that way. So I was just like, whoa. Well, I mean, you heard me talk to Carl, like at the time when I recorded with him, you hadn't addressed it. And then I think the next day is when you addressed it. And then the next day the podcast came out. So it was a little, it was kind of mm-hmm. weird there, but you even heard me say it to Carl. Like I actually believed it because I, I, I wasn't, I didn't think that you were, oh, no. I didn't think you had no idea. I was like, wait, is this true? And I, I was like, yeah. I, I don't think it is, but she hasn't taken it down and hasn't said yes or no. So maybe it is, but, but yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's, I don't think that you had any, and I don't think anybody that does it does have a, you know, a bad intention when they do something like that. It's just since social media has become what it's become. And I've just, it just seems like every April fools, there's going to be three or four people, whether in the reality TV world or, just people that people know that are known commodities seem like to do Justin it. Bieber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seem to do it and then take shit for it. I know Brandy Glanville did it that day as well, and she got a ton of yeah. shit for it. So, yeah, it's just it's just one of these things that the the people that are posting the pictures. I know you didn't have any bad intentions, and you're not like calling out women who can't reproduce. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the way it's taken by some women and I, you know you, yeah. you get it I mean yeah I do now after going <laughs> through the the storm I guess and it may it makes me sad and and I I would never like I said I never would want to hurt another woman like that and it makes me really sad to learn and to realize how many women deal with that and struggle with that and on the flip side of that I received so many like unprompted kind of messages from women sharing with me very detailed stories and experiences they've been through. And I feel like it's just, I don't know. I feel like there does need to be like more dialogue around this topic. I don't think I'm the one to necessarily facilitate that, but they're through the, the silver lining is kind of like, wow, there's so many strong and powerful women. And I just wanted them to know, like I was never trying to downplay their experience and their triumph. In fact, I think they're incredible for pushing through and going through what they've been through. Um, There's so many layers to this experience that I had because it's also like I do, I study a lot in um, more of like psychology type yoga world and why people are the way that we are and how we're wired and how we deal with trauma. 
there's different sides to it because I also think that as a whole, it's important that people start to look at their own reactions to outside happenings and like, whoa, what did that just bring up in me? Like, like I see this woman that I don't know putting up an Instagram April Fool's pregnancy joke. Why is it making me feel this fire inside of me? Why is it making me react in such a way? Like there's that layer, which is hard for me to say because I get shit for saying that too, because people think I'm just pointing fingers and not taking responsibility and trying to, you know, blame my followers for their reaction. But there's some truth there. We need to look at the way that we're triggered and why we react in a certain way. It doesn't mean that I'm also not, you know, um, having remorse or feeling sorry for putting that up and hurting people. I didn't ever intend that, but there's a lot of layers to this type of subject, Yeah, I guess is what I'm getting at. No, there is. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that it was addressed. You know, we've moved on from it and I just wanted to, because I brought it up with Carl, I figured I, now that I had you on, we can, you know, briefly talk about it. Um, the last thing I want to end with is just, you, we mentioned at the beginning, your wellness retreats that you are, you had, you said you had some coming up. Is this something that people, uh, in LA can still be a part of? How is this, is it possible? And if it is so yeah. give out information on it. Totally. Um, our first one, actually they're going out, um, tomorrow. They should be listed and available to book. But the first one that we have is actually going to be in Malibu in June. And we have a, a property in Malibu that we're actually using, like there's rentals on, on the property and we have this beautiful large yoga deck that we've just built. So right now we're doing personalized and custom more like private and intimate retreats there. But we do, we do have one that's on the books as a public retreat in June. And then we have one in Tulum this summer. We're going to Belize in October, which I'm very excited about. This is epic. Steve, you should come with us for this one. <laughs> We have, we trust me, I'm going to get you into yoga. You won't oh even know God. that you never did it before. <laughs> but we're flying to Belize and then we get on a boat and we literally are going to have this one mile island to ourselves for the week of the retreat. Like we could walk the, the island together in the morning. It's so beautiful. It's just this hotel on the island. Here, here's the problem with that, Brittany. I, I won't have access to my phone for a week, and that is impossible for me. Really, to do. I think we can make that work. <laughs> I, what I am I going to do without my? What am I going to do without my phone for a week? Like this is there's no way. I, I, I believe me. I would. Life, life gets different without the devices. Oh. Um, but also, we'll be going back to Maui in November, and then South Africa in December. So we're getting everything everything up this week for oh. people to be able to view. Oh, wow. How Now, how much do one of these retreats cost? Um, do we want to get anywhere from like, from like two, two to $4,000. And, and what know, does that include? That, like everything. So you have your meals, daily meditation, yoga, depending on the retreat. We'll also be doing fitness classes or work or workouts. Um, there's at least one, one to two workshops every day. So, um, like my one of my business partners and my friend Dom is a super talented yoga teacher, but he's very, very educated in the world of like neuroplasticity, um, the way our brains are, are wired, the way our nervous system works. And like I was talking about earlier, how we uh, store memories, emotions and trauma. So a lot of like workshops and talk on these types of things and just getting to helping our students to get to know themselves on a much deeper level. Because once you understand why you work and why you are the way you are and why certain things trigger you or work well for you or don't work well for you, like knowledge is power. So 
essentially our retreats are designed to equip our students with empowering knowledge so they can make real positive change in their life Hmm. and enjoy themselves as well. Well, I mean, I I know there are yogis out there that love this type of stuff. And um, if you're interested, if they're interested, where do they have to go to sign up or to find out more about it? Um, Right now it's lifesourceretreats.com. And then you can also click the link in my bio on Instagram because the retreat I'm doing in Belize is with an outside company called Adventure. So it's like adventure, but with the word Zen snuck in there. Ah. So yeah, either lifesourceretreats.com or the link in my bio. Okay, I'm on Life Source Retreats right now. Um, just <laughs> that was looking. quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> Belize, October 2nd to 7th. Uh, Maui, November 8th to 12th. South Africa, December 1st to 9th. Malibu, fourth, August 4th through 8th. Okay. I mean, <laughs> like I said, this is something that would be totally not me and out of my comfort zone. I just, I don't. Hey, that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, you hear people all the time, like, you got to live a little and do things out of your comfort zone. This is like, mm-hmm. whatever's out of my comfort zone, this is like another 10 zones past that. <laughs> Hey, trust me, I I get it. I get it. Like at the beginning of our retreats, we would start it off by doing a hand, a hand on heart eye gazing where you pick someone you don't know. And I probably shouldn't be saying this because it scares people away, but you wouldn't tell them and you have, you grab your partner and you sit uh, like Indian style and you're you're eye gazing for five minutes, which is like unbelievable, like cracks you open. And even though I was facilitating these retreats, I would come up with any excuse in the book to dip out right before we did that, (laughs) to like go do something else that I needed to do on the property because I wanted to avoid that. And it's totally natural and human to stay within our comfort, I think. I I don't even know if I would feel comfortable looking at somebody that I know in the eyes for five straight minutes. (laughs) I I don't even know if I could do that, let alone a stranger. God, that would be so weird. Like, what are we? So much comes up. Mm -hmm. But you don't talk. You're not talking to them. You're just looking at them. No, like complete silence and just talking. No talking. But you'd be surprised by the dialogue that comes up just from looking into someone's eyes like that. It's super powerful and it it can be scary for sure. Ah. Gosh, that's <laughs> like stressing you out yeah, thinking about it's, it. Yeah, it's fright- <laughs> it's frightening to even think about. It. Like, I, I, uh, yeah, powerful, powerful yeah. stuff. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah, go to lifesourceretreats.com or click on the mm-hmm. link in Brittany's bio, which I'll include in uh, today's post. But uh, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you. You. Were, you were great to talk to. Uh, I really appreciate it and. We'll be in touch, and you know, if you can somehow convince me to go to one of these retreats, you will oh, be like. Oh, that's on my to do list for this year now. My, <laughs> my 2019 bucket list is to get you to one of these. Oh gosh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm so glad that you think better of me now since we got to speak about, about the April Fool's post. And oh, I didn't. Th- I never thought that. negative. I I, I knew that you. <laughs> I, once I saw it, I was like, oh, I guess she just doesn't know this isn't a thing to do. But I didn't think any less of you. I, I knew you didn't Aww. do it maliciously. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, again, I'm glad we got that cleared up. And thanks again for coming on. And, and we'll be in touch. Awesome. Take care. Thank you. You, you too.
Thank you so much to Brittany uh, for that conversation. She was great to talk to. Very well-spoken. And just very, she just sounds like a yoga person, you know? You, you, you talk to them, and they're just very at ease, and she's very smooth in the way she talks, almost soothing. Like, I get it. I, I get why she teaches yoga. Um, you could just listen to that voice telling you to downward dog or upward dog or whatever. But uh, thank you very much, Brittany, for coming on and talking a little Temptation Island and sharing her side of everything that happened to her out on the island. So let's get to interview number two. Dr. Johnny. Okay, let's bring in our second guest. You saw him as one of the singles on Temptation Island this season. It is Dr. Johnny. Johnny, how you doing? Steve, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. Um, just like I just spoke with Brittany, I want to get a little, start off with a little background of you pre-show in terms of, yeah. you know, we didn't get to know a lot about the singles. You got a lot of run as a single because you ended up, you know, whatever you want to call it, coupling up with, with Katie. But... Tell us a little bit about your background. We know you're an East Coast guy. We know you're a chiropractor, but fill us in on anything else that we should know about sure. you yeah, growing I grew up. up. In Jersey. Yeah, I grew up in Jersey. Uh, I you know, was working in Baltimore for a while. Moved back to New York City like two years ago. I uh, started my, my chiropractic business in New York City. And, um, you know, I got randomly kind of asked to do uh, a show last year, which was uh, Love Connection with um, Andy Cohen. So yeah, went on a blind date in New York City, got flown to L.A., Met a couple of Ohio people, you know, thought, okay, this is cool. This would be like my five minutes of TV. Get to tell the grandkids about it someday. And uh, I guess, you know, that was kind of fun. And some people contacted me from that um, from that show. And they were like, hey, we're doing another show called Temptation Island. Uh, we think that you'd be a good fit for one of the single guys. You know, could we fly you out to LA and uh, interview you? And, and that was kind of how it happened. It was kind of spontaneous. I wasn't really planning on doing um, any more TV shows as a World Connection, but um you know I'm, I'm happy i did it i don't have any regrets but uh what, what a wild ride it's funny because i had that in my notes because sometime at some point during the course of temptation island airing either someone emailed me or maybe i thought i read it on a, a question about you or something written about you was that you were on a previous reality show and i was like i think i read he was on love connection <laughs> and i was going to ask you that so i didn't see it but how did your date go on love Connection? it was uh you know, I think that what happened was I fit the bill for the girl. She was not my type. I think they picked me for her and uh, not the other way around. So I was real excited. You know, they basically interviewed me. You know, what are you looking for in love? What kind of girls are you into? And, you know, what do you want in a relationship? You know, why do you think you're single? All this stuff. So when I found that I was going on a blind date with this girl that was handpicked for me, I got really excited. And I put uh, a lot of effort into the date. I was, you know, real nervous about it. It was my first time ever being on camera. And, uh, showed up and just the girl and I just, I mean, we just didn't really jive. So, um, I didn't try to force anything. I, I didn't think that, you know, we were going to hit it off real well. We had a good date. It was, it was fun. We went bowling at the dinner. Um, when I went to LA, you know, there was three guys went on a date with her. I think that the other two guys were, were a lot more into her. So, um, yeah, there was no fireworks there. Uh, we haven't spoken since, uh, <laughs> since our, our talk with, uh, Andy Cohen back in LA about a year ago. Um, but it was fun and, uh, it, you know, it got me, I guess it got me some exposure because uh, if it wasn't for that, the Temptation Island producers uh, would have never found me and I would have just done, you know, doing the chiropractic thing. But um, it's been a fun year for sure. Was was the blind date in New York or is it in L.A.? Yeah, oh, it was in New York. York. Um, I guess they picked people from different cities. So the, the date was mine to plan. 
Uh, so we did a speakeasy in New York City, uh, got a drink, went to dinner, went to this bowling alley. Um, just the girl was just not not what I'm looking for. So um, I, I'm not really good at faking stuff. I mean, I, I you know, I had a good time, but um, under no circumstances would I have wanted to go on a second date with her. So uh, I thought that was the end of my, my TV career for sure. Was she a New Yorker? Did they at least pick no, some? No, oh, she the, wasn't? That oh. was the crazy thing was that we went to dinner and I'm like, you know, how long have you been in New York? And she said, uh a couple hours and you know, I was like, what, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, they, you know, I flew in from Boston this morning. I'm going on a date with you tonight. There's a guy tomorrow, another guy on Sunday. And I'm going back to Boston. I was like, well, are you planning on moving to New York? And she's like, no, not really. So off the bat, I was like, you, what am I, where is this going to go? There's, there's not really much here anyway. So, yeah. um, it was good TV though. It was fun. When you first saw the couples and as the singles and you're brought out and the waterfalls going and, it was, I think, raining that night on Temptation Island, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you that first was... saw the four couples, were you immediately drawn to Katie? You know, um, Katie looked exactly like a girl that I dated uh, for a while. Lived together, uh, thought she was a woman, almost married her. So uh, I kind of had to look twice. I mean, the, through the waterfall, it's kind of <laughs> like, is that my ex sitting there? Um, but, uh, you know, I was really attracted to Nicole, actually, too. So kind of between the two of them, I, I just wanted to get to know them. Um, but after a couple of bits of conversation with Nicole, I just felt like more of like a friend vibe. Like, you know, her and I joke to this day that we kind of have like a gym bro vibe. I mean, yeah. Nicole is like an awesome girl. Um, she's gonna make somebody really happy someday, but I just didn't feel like there was any going to be any fireworks there. Uh, and then when I talked to Katie, I just felt like she had a really good attitude and like, she was gonna be a lot of fun no matter what we did. I mean, no matter what the day was, I felt like her and I could have a good time together. And that situation was really stressful. So I just figured, you know what? Let me just get to know Katie, uh, and hopefully, you know, we can go on a date. And um, there's only four girls. There's like 12, 13 guys at one point, so uh, it's tough, you know? I want a little behind-the-scenes um, story here because I got to imagine, I, I guess the, the question just flat out, how many, like, back adjustments and <laughs> did you do during the course of the month in – Maui. Uh, you, you know, uh, I think it was the first or, or second night we were all there. They had all the guys, all the single guys sequestered in a hotel room. And we were not – we hadn't met the girls yet. We hadn't moved into the uh, into the mountain villa yet. We were all just kind of staying in these hotel rooms. And, you know, some of these guys had six-hour flights. So I think we were all hanging out in uh, one of the hotel rooms one night, and a couple guys were complaining about their backs. And uh, Yeah, so there was a couple of adjustments given out. And then I actually ended up working on Katie, too, um, which – there was a, a scene of it in one of the trailers, but then they actually never they never actually showed it on TV. So, um, yeah, at one point I was doing some chiropractic work, but uh, most part it was vacation. As a chiropractor, do you hate it when people say you just crack people's backs? You know, I got to have tough skin with what I do. Um, I work in a, uh, a big sports medicine facility. I work really side by side with some really good physical therapists and uh massage and acupuncture and orthopedics so like yeah. the old school you know chiropractic shop i mean it's just not my scene so honestly when people are like oh you just crack backs i'm like yeah it's you know it's pretty much all i do you know i make a joke <laughs> out of it um and then you know they come to my office and they see what we're doing and uh we get people better so i don't have to worry about um the opinion of those who've actually never stepped in my office it's it's all good you know yeah i about god how many years ago was it i want to say seven or eight years ago i went three times a week for yeah probably a good year and it it cured me. I mean, I yeah. it, it worked for me, and yeah, I because I had some lower back issues. I had a disc that wasn't it wasn't slipped because that would have probably required surgery. But I had a right. I can't remember which disc it was, but it was in my lower back, <laughs> and it was 
it had moved slightly and it was causing discomfort. I think it was because oh, I, sure. at the time I was playing a lot of golf and it's about, yep. it's about the worst thing you could do <laughs> for your back. I treat a lot of, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you would think in New York city, there's not too many golfers. You're wrong. There's, there's thousands of them because, uh, you know, these guys just sit at the computer all day and they get out of work at five o'clock and the sun is shining at 60 degrees and they want to run to the golf course. And the first thing I do is pick up a club and whack it and, uh, Boom, you know, they got some stuff going on. So yeah. I actually do treat a ton of golfers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just happy because my background is all kind of sports medicine and, and, and physical therapy based. And uh, the way we do stuff in my office is kind of like an integrated approach. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we see everything, and especially in New York City. I mean, you've got, you've got, you know, I've got some actors coming in. I've got some artists coming in. I've got some Wall Street guys. I mean, it's really just all walks of life. Um, but I, I do love what I do. It's just long days, but I, I was never meant to sit at a desk nine to five. I mean, that's just not my personality. I would have lost my mind, uh, year two. Who, who did you buddy up with in the Ville? Like, who are you closest to of the guys? Um, you know, John Luna actually sat right next to me during the casting process and we exchanged numbers and, uh, you know, we both just happened to get casted. So him and I kind of off the bat, you know, we were kind of sneaking down to each other's hotel rooms and, uh, He's a real easy, laid-back guy. I mean, he's kind of like the yin to my yang. I'm kind of, you know, outspoken, high, strong, OCD, uh, just kind of real loud. And John's just kind of like more like the soft-spoken, you know, reading a book. I mean, I, you know, him and I, uh, I really enjoyed his company in the first couple of days, especially when we were trying to get to know people. It's, uh, it could be intimidating. You know, these guys are studs. Well, the other one that, I don't want to say you had beef with, but it was during the time where you started getting closer with yeah with Katie was the whole win situation. Yeah, it, I mean we could call it, we could call it a beef, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> so I mean, were you? I mean, the one time that I remember, he came into the room while you and Katie were about to go to bed. I think. Yeah. And he yeah, came to go yeah. get her because he wanted to talk to her, and I think the next day is when, or the next elimination <sighs> is when she sent him home. But were you pissed, or were you just like, eh? She's going to be with me at the, at the end of this night anyway. I don't give a shit what you yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, that's kind of how I tried to approach it. I mean, you know, I got to I gotta say, you know, we were all together on top of each other every day from the start to finish. So you do that every day for a couple of weeks, you know, people are going to start kind of getting into each other's business. And obviously, I mean, if, you, if you're at a party and there's only four girls and there's 12 guys, I mean, how, how many days can you do it before eventually you're just like set up? You know, I, I get it. Um, I understand you're just kind of shooting a shot. I wasn't really, I don't want to say not worried about it, but I, you know, Katie would kind of confide in me and be like, you know, I'm picking you for the next day. You know, I just, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I tried to just let her handle it. Um, it didn't really bother me until kind of the end when I felt like I was trying to have a conversation with her and, you know, just kind of, just kind of wondering and pulling her away from me and kind of talking to her. Then she'd come back and say, oh, you know, where was warning me and saying this and this and this about you. And I'm just like, you know what? It, it is what it is. Eventually, you're going to have to send somebody home. So I'm not going to get mad about it. Just going to let it handle itself. You know, um, there's no hard feelings. You know, so I, I, the situation is where it is. Uh, you know, Wayne and I had hotel rooms next to each other before we started filming and he's a good dude. He's a cool guy. I, you know, I'd love to hang out with him again, but just in that moment, you know, I just felt like him and I kind of had it off each other. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have to do anything about it because there was eliminations built into this process for that reason. I mean, eventually people are going to need to go home. So, uh, I just let the process play it out, you know. Have you spoken to Win post show and patch things up, or uh, it's just kind of gone yeah, outside of ways? Yeah, you know, we kind of went back and forth for a while. You know, I thought we were cool, and then you know there was some woods scenes, and then uh, you know it's been a while. I think we're cool now. I, I just 
he's in LA. I'm in New York City. Um, you know, if we cross paths, I, I would hope that the bond that we had from this experience would outweigh, you know, the uh, the BS that happened, you know, back in oh geez, September. I mean, life is short. You know, I don't I don't hold anything against him. I think it was just kind of in the moment. People got wrapped up in stuff. You know. Yeah. Well, besides Katie, yeah. who, besides Katie, who would you say? that you bonded with the most, not necessarily physically, but maybe had a bunch of talks that we didn't see, or was it once you were with Katie, it was pretty much her all the time. You know, so out of the girls, right. I yeah. mean, I felt like Nicole and I kind of started off slow. Like I felt like I, I, she was kind of a rock, like hard to kind of get through. Um, but after like the first or second week, I found myself kind of confiding in Nicole, even about Katie, you know, I was kind of like, Hey, I want to talk to her. I want to kind of explore stuff with her, but I don't know where her head's at. I don't want to pressure her into doing anything. I don't know what her relationship's at. Cause you don't, you don't know. Katie's saying one thing to me. You don't know if she's going back to the girls and saying something else. You're not there when they're having, you know, the breakdowns and you're seeing the videos of the guys. And yeah, you know, I didn't really know what was going on with Katie. So I kind of found myself having a lot of conversations with Nicole. Um, by the end of it, I felt like Nicole and I were really close. Uh, you know, I still talk to her here and there. I just, um, if she was in New York, I feel like her and I would be really close. Casey was just really going through it. So uh, I tried to be there for Casey as much as I could, especially with all the stuff at the end. But um, I feel like I still need to get to know the real Casey because while we were there, things were just so heavy on her. I mean, it was really hard for her to kind of relax and be herself with us. Um, so uh, I definitely feel like I'm the closest with Nicole and Katie. Um, and then Oshari and I are cool too. I just, you know, I, there's only four girls and a lot of guys to talk to. So, um, they kind of have to spend their time between all of us. I imagine that's kind of hard. Yeah. And I think when, when you're, when you, I think you're in a difficult position as a single, all the singles were, because even though you knew exactly what you were signed up for and you knew that, you know, invading someone else's relationship was part of the process, like it was going to happen. Um, right. you start falling for somebody that's in a relationship and then it's, you know, how, what line do we cross and what and whatnot. Right. When you were talking, when, once it was established that you and Katie were a thing and you guys started talking about life and she'd probably ask you about your life and your past girlfriends and then you would ask her, well, what's the deal with John? What was she telling you about her and John's issues? Yeah, I mean, the, what she would say to me was that, you know, she, she really had a lot of love for John. Like, he was a good guy. She, you know, cared about him a lot. Like, she, you know, Katie's very, uh, she's Texas, Southern, Christian. I mean, she's just like, she just fits that mold. And she's got a big heart and a lot of personality. You know, she's like, I, I don't want to break this guy's heart. I don't want to do things on TV that his family is going to have to see. And my family's it's like, she really didn't want to just hurt him. But at the same time, she's like, I don't feel these fireworks in him. I don't feel a spark. Like, I don't. When I look at him, I don't know if I'm in love with him. I feel like I've grown out of that. And I don't know if she felt that way about me. But at the same time, I, I, I think that we both kind of knew she didn't want to go home with John at a certain point. So it is a really hard position to be in because I'm single. I'm looking for something and I'm open to it. But you can't really push somebody, you know, to get out of a relationship. I mean, it's just, it's just hard. You know, and you only know them for a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, anytime a question was brought up about, oh, how do you feel about John? And, you know, Katie says, this is about her boyfriend. What do you think about her boyfriend? I'm like, I don't know him. I don't know the relationship, but I do want to explore my feelings. So it, it makes it really hard. Yeah, I think it's it, it is a tough position to be in. And Katie, 
Well, we saw what John's side was. Well, he was basically waiting. He was waiting to see a clip of Katie, uh, you know, right, breaking right. their boundaries before he's like, all right, now I'll move forward with, with Catherine. Right, right, and right. You guys were talking about it, and you guys had gone on dates, and things started to get serious between you two and whatnot. And then what were the conversations between you and Katie out on the island in terms of you what know, you were going to do? Here's what I, you know, the reason that Katie leaves Temptation Island alone and not with me is because I said there were probably, I mean, week three and we were, we were really kind of hanging off. I was like, you know, I think that what we have here is great, but it would be uh, naive of me to just assume that we're going to go back to the real world and have this amazing relationship. Like we're living in a Temptation Island fantasy reality TV bubble right now. And I want to make sure that you can go home, sort out your life and be single in the real world before you and I try to explore anything. And, and that, you know, she agreed with me. And that was why, um, you know, I got to watch the final bonfire between her and John, but uh, Katie and I did not leave together because I, you know, I said, basically, listen, like I want to be in your life no matter what, if it's a friendship, great. If it's more great, but I think that you have a lot to figure out and you need to go home and figure these things out. And when you do, I'll be there for you, you know, whatever that means. And, uh, that's what happened. You know, she, she left single, uh, went back to Texas and, uh, you know, basically we, we remained in contact and then, um, I had her come visit me maybe a month after we got back. You know, I, I want to show her my life. I want to show her, you know, the city that I live in and the life that I live in and just kind of what my life looks like, uh, outside temptation Island. Um, and then, you know, we kind of just fizzled out a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know if the distance is really what it was. I think it would be hard for her just to kind of leave everything behind and, and move to the big city of New York city. I personally could not leave here and move to Texas. I mean, I, I have a lot of things going on here, especially my business, my family and stuff, but I was honest with her from the start about that. I was like, you know, honestly, I don't know where I'll be in 20 years, but at least until I have a family and stuff, like I plan on staying in New York city. Um, but she seemed kind of open to everything. So, uh, you know, we, we had those real life conversations before we left. Um, but then I think the things just were just too big in the real world for her and I to really, uh, date moving forward. See, this show was really interesting to me because in the show, the main shows that I cover the bachelor and bachelorette, like this cast, either I spoil who these people are before the, sh- before they even start filming or right. for this particular season, they, they showed us all the guys, but you know, when these people get home from filming, it is straight lockdown. I mean, you're not allowed to do go out. You're not allowed to go out on a date or be seen on a right. date, post pictures right. with. You guys were different because in October when you or September when you guys filmed, you get back in October. This cast for Temptation Island wasn't announced until December. So technically, and you guys did it because she came out and saw you. Yep. When we saw the six month update, we saw pictures of you at the Jets game and stuff like that and out with right, Katie right. in New York. And I was like, yeah, they could get away with that because nobody knew who Dr. Johnny and Katie were. And nobody, nobody, it was crazy because when the show started airing and they announced the cast and I started posting stuff on my social media, I can't even tell you. I probably had 20 people text me and they were like, oh my God, the blonde girl that I met in Jersey a couple months ago, that's the girl from Texas. That's Katie. But like they were sending me pictures cause I had her out with me and nobody knew who she was. And I just, Oh yeah. You know, she's my friend. We're visiting from Texas, you know, and I introduced her to people. I didn't have to worry about it because nobody was looking for it yet. You yeah, know? Exactly. So, um, it was really funny because I guess it was a little bit of a spoiler because people were like, well, 
obviously you picked the blonde girl because I met her and I haven't met the other three girls, you know, but, uh, yeah, we were not allowed to kind of post pictures together or anything like that. So, um, I even told Katie, I was like, you probably shouldn't post a picture at jets at the jets game in October because someone's going to look at your social media and, and figure things out. I mean, obviously if you're posting pictures from New York city, a month after we film, I don't think you went home with a guy from LA. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, it was, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. And we, like you said, at the time, nobody would have known to look, Oh, Hey, that's Dr. Johnny and Katie from the show. Cause we didn't even know the cast at that point. Exactly. So exactly. you guys were, were cool to do that. Another cu- bachelor and bachelorette couples couldn't even have possibly gotten away with that. That's, no, what, no that's what's fascinating no. to me is, is the way the show is, is done. And you can do that because it's not giving anything away since we know who these people are yet. Um, exactly. Exactly. So when you guys, so, I mean, that's essentially how it ended between you two where, I mean, you, you guys are still in contact. I believe she said it that you were. Um, yeah. But that one time in end of October was the only time you've seen Katie. That's the only time I've seen her. Um, we talk a lot. I mean, I wouldn't say every day or, or even every week because uh, I think we're both just so busy. But, um, you know, I do have feelings for her. I think she's a great person. I, I really want her in my life. Like, I, I can't describe to you the bond that you get with somebody when you're spending every day. But, like, also, like, this experience was really stressful. And it really makes you look inside of yourself and kind of become – I mean, you're cut off from everything. You don't have – access to a phone the day you get there there's no tv there's no computer your business your family your friends everything is kind of put away in a lockbox and all you have are these people that you're spending all this time with so there's highs and lows and i mean it's emotional so um katie was there for me throughout the whole process and you know i was not the best uh person for tv i don't know what you've heard but i got in a lot of trouble with some of the uh production people and uh you know, I got, I got fined, I think at one point, I mean, I just, I'm not, you did? I'm not, a, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For doing what? Um, I don't get it. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not an actor, so, um, I, I, I'm not used to being on camera. So there was definitely at least a few times where I would be on camera and, uh, set up with something or just frustrated that, you know, I couldn't cause you're, you're really on their watch. So, you know, you can't just go shower when you want to go shower. You can't just go take a nap when you want to take a nap. I mean, if they're filming and they want you in the pool in a bathing suit, you better be in the bathing suit. And if you're tired, they don't care. You know, so there was plenty of times where I was just fed up with it. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm over this, send me home. I don't give a shit. And, uh, you know, I'd be talking about production on camera and they would just kind of stop things. You know, a producer would come out of the van and pull me aside and be like, you're speaking about the production, but we can't use any of this footage because none of this is going to go on TV. So you're wasting our time. We got, camera people that are filming everybody we can't you know like i was literally ruining the shots so I, I i really got frustrated at some point and uh you know they had you know it just it got to the point where i was over it and i you know katie kind of kept me in check and she was like you know i'm going through a lot i want you here with me you're the person that i trust you're the person that i can fight with like it, it made me want to be a better person to kind of stick things out to the end so that i could be there for her so without her being there i mean i was ready to go home uh, in the beginning. So honestly, her and I had this really good bond and, uh, I don't think anybody could get as close to me as she did in that kind of time frame. I mean, it's just, it's an out of body experience, honestly. You know? Oh, I, I can imagine. I, uh, there's just, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. I can't so think of, that, Oh yeah. I mean, the people that, 
uh, they hate Katie and they dog Katie for all the stuff that she said about John. They're like, you know, Katie's a terrible person. And this, I'm like, you know, I don't agree with all the things that she said, especially some of the stuff on social media since the show has been kind of airing episode to episode. And, you know, it's kind of hard for me to put myself in her shoes with the relationship that she had with John. But at the same time, like I, I have her back on a lot of things because, um, you know, she had my back throughout that whole process. And, uh, you know, I do have, I do care about her. I mean, I, I do think that despite the things that she's said about, you know, her relationship and John, I, I still think she means well. I still think she's a good person. Um, but I, I understand that she's going to get a lot of hate because of some of the stuff that she said. You know? Yeah, she's for sure. And I, you know, I talked about it with her in that um, she's, she's definitely got more hate online uh, from the public than I think anybody on this show has except maybe Morgan and Evan. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say maybe Evan, uh, <laughs> but she, I don't know. But yeah. when I talked to John last week, he was the one, I didn't even know that he had, she had made that post, that Instagram post about the drinking and the bisexuality. John brought that up to me. Oh. I had no idea. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then he said, but I, and I asked him, well, why would she say that? And he's like, well, I think a lot of it was in retaliation because I said some things about her on social media post show that I'm sure she wasn't thrilled with. And she knows how to press my buttons and she knows that, you know, and, and he, and he made it, that he drinks a lot and he, and it, yeah. it drinking does get carried away sometimes. And yeah. he just felt that when he said whatever he did, that he said it pissed her off and that was her retaliation. And they were yeah. just kind of going back and forth at each other. And I think, I mean, I've been through a breakup, you know, I've been through an ugly breakup. So uh, I guess being through an ugly breakup that's nationally televised. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine what these two are going through, you know? So um, it's definitely been ugly. I, I get a lot of, uh, I get a lot of hateful messages where it's just like, you know, how could you fall for a girl that says this and this, this, and I'm just like, look, you're only getting a small piece of it. You know, like, I mean, I have, I have a lot of respect for Katie because of the way that she held me together throughout this experience. Um, I just, it's, it's not my relationship and I have exes and I've been through breakups. So, um, you know, I can't, I can't agree totally with what's going on between the two of them, but I do understand why there's some animosity and, you know, why you would say things you don't mean for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it looks like it's settled down. I mean, I've told, you know, having spoken to both of them, it just looks like, yeah, they said some things and John regrets saying the things that he did on social media and he realizes that's probably why Katie retaliated with the things that she said. So, I mean, it seems right. like they're fine now in terms of they don't speak to each other anymore and I don't think they'll ever be close again, but just right. to go civilly and um, go their separate ways and just kind of knock off the social media stuff. It just seems. Yeah. To be yeah. Right. Like I said, I mean, we went through a lot. Um, I think as an adult though, like we just need to keep, we just got to move on, you know? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I, I, at this point, you know, you and I were talking about this before the show or before we started recording, and I, yeah. I want you to go into it again. Just the idea and the concept of this show of if you're one of the couples, would you ever do it? Like if you were with your girlfriend and you were two <laughs> or three years in and you're on the brink and is she the one or is she not the one, would you ever go on Temptation Island no, as a couple? No shot in hell. Um <laughs> If you if you are dating somebody and you think even that there's a slight chance that you're going to end up with this person, okay? So 
I want kids. I want a family. I want to, you know, I want to have a teammate for the rest of my life. And you, you bring this person onto an island full of uh, eligible bachelors, you know, good-looking guys, guys that, you know, have their shit together. They're phony. They're smart. I mean, they got good jobs. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a jealous guy sometimes. Like, I would not be able to handle a minute of it, you know? So um, people are like, how could you go on Temptation Island? Like, how could you do this, blah, blah, I'm like, I was a single guy. I still am a single guy. I went in there with house money, nothing to lose. What's the worst that could happen? I go in there and none of the girls like me. I'm in Hawaii for a week. They send my butt home. I go back to New York City. Life as is. You know what I mean? And what's the best that could happen? I meet somebody. We hit it off. And uh, you never know. But no yeah. chance no chance in hell uh, on and off the record would I ever go on Temptation Island as a uh, one of the four boyfriends. No way. Yeah. It just seems like a very – it's great TV. But personally, yeah, same for me. I wouldn't do it. I I just no. I wouldn't I I wouldn't think that would be the way I would determine whether or not <laughs> exactly. I want to be with somebody long term. Exactly. There's other ways I mean, to do what, it. <laughs> like talk yeah, it out. I mean I mean listen, like, I think you know what I'm talking about, you know, if you're dating somebody and you think that you guys are at each other's wits end, I mean, why not? But it, I think there's better ways to break up and figure that out um than Temptation Island. But as a single guy Hell yeah, I would do it again. I have no regrets. It was a lot of fun. As a as a couple, uh, no, no shot. It's it was great TV. We all enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, we talk about season two, and you know, I, I think yeah. season two. I'm I'm a little bit worried for season two, and the fact that I really think they struck gold with this cast because it hadn't been on in 15 years. You couldn't really plan what you were getting into, even though it was a show that was on, right. it wasn't stuff right. you could go look up. Now right. I think whoever they cast for season two will have probably just watched this season, and I'm just worried they're going to get more people going on looking for Instagram fame and looking for more Instagram followers and couples right. that are like, hey, let's just go on and just raise oh, yeah. hell and do all this oh, yeah. and break up at the end and then get back to like. I'm worried. Oh, yeah. I'm worried because it's just well, it's almost hard to avoid. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd I mean, be surprised if they got four genuine couples again it's just i mean i can tell you personally um i've had about oh since the show since they announced that they were gonna do a season two of Foundation Island, i would say i've had about 15 to 20 people uh that i know personally uh reach out to me and say hey guess what i applied for season two uh i'm gonna try to be a single i'm gonna know you know what did you say in your interview what do they ask you you know do I need to get in shape? You know, what kind of things are looking for? So you got people that are hungry now and they, they see this as an opportunity. And uh, I think that they're going to go into it trying to play the part of what they're looking for. And with what we did, we didn't know what they were looking for. So yeah. we were all of our we were all ourselves, you know, they kind of picked the people that they thought were legitimately going to be good. But now you got people that watch this, they study this, and they're like, oh, you know, uh, this might be an opportunity. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. You're going to get all sorts of stuff coming out uh, for season two. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm just a, a, a tad worried because, like I said, I think with this cast, you you really struck gold. You had four couples that, like I said, I don't know how they're going to beat. You know, the only way you can beat three, three of the four couples broke up. Yeah. The only way next season yeah. they're going to beat the drama factor is if all four break up. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Nobody wants to see that. I mean, we yeah. get a hero, right? Yeah, you got to have at least one that can, stays. I don't know if you if you've heard anything about this. Maybe I mean you, you're way more in tune with this stuff than I am. I had a uh, 
somebody in LA reached out to me and just kind of let me know that one of the possibilities they were looking at was that they might try to do a season two and then kind of bring people from season one and season two back for season three. And I was like, man, how the hell would that even work? You know, I, I'm like, is it just like a fan favorite thing? I mean, where are they going to get the couples? I mean, I know I'm single. I'll probably be single in a year, but would I do it again? I don't know. You know, I mean, that would be crazy. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that. But like you said, I don't know what that would consist of. Meaning, right, right. Meaning what? <laughs> like, right, right bringing right. you back, bringing you back as, or bringing all the singles back together, and then who? Then who would the couples be? And, That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, yeah. well, what they should have done was they Evan and Morgan. A, a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. That would be amazing. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they would do it. I don't think they could pay them enough to do it. Um, I mean, that would be funny if they had a, a house with the singles, and as they were getting voted off, they were just going like, "You think you're going home, but no surprise, you're just going to get to go to a house full of the singles, and they're all cool, and they're all horny because you know, they haven't got any attention from these couples, and they're all just been stuck here without a phone for three weeks." I mean, that would be some. Uh, that would be some MTV Spice Channel type of, of stuff, but <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but uh, I'd watch. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to season two, and then if there's if it continues, because um, this really became uh, you know really became a hit, and I think yeah. I, I think because I mean all these shows are made in casting. If you just if you go wrong in casting, no matter how much you try and manufacture the drama behind the scenes, it's just not going to resonate with people. And I think all four couples had issues. All four couples had some likability to them. All four couples had people feeling sorry for one person in the couple, if not both. Um, And the singles, as you and I were talking about pre-show, when this show was in the early 2000s, it seemed like the singles that were brought on were strictly brought on to act skanky and be like, hey, exactly. your job is to try and get this person to cheat on their girlfriend or boyfriend, as opposed to this season, the singles were more into, we're looking to find a relationship. And yeah, it seemed like the earlier seasons were more about just, hey, let's hook up and hopefully these couples break up and it'll just be yeah. drama all over the place. I mean, I don't know um, what you know about the casting process, but it's pretty intense. I mean, when I came out of it, I felt like I had, you know, given them a lot of information about myself. And I felt like if I got cast for this, I was excited. I mean, the girls that they picked, I thought there might be one or two girls that were like really good potential for me to find like a soulmate. I mean, they bring you through, uh, you know, a couple different interviews with people that are asking you really personal questions. Um, you know, I mean, me and John Lewis and I each other, we filled out a 650 true false question scantron. And then, you know, you walk into a room, you sit down with a psychiatrist, he pulls out your personality test. He's like, you know, this is what you think about this. This is your, you know, this trait and that trait. I mean, they really dive into it. You know, uh, on the spot SCD tests, on the spot drug tests, uh, they take blood, they take urine. I mean, it was probably, you know, full physical. I mean, when I came out of there, I felt like I was enlisting for the army or something. You know, I mean, they, they really do a lot of, uh, of investigation as to who you are. Um, the, the, I call it the firing squad was when the final day of casting, they had me in a hotel. I'm sitting in the hallway. I'm waiting to go into this room. I don't know what the hell is coming. I'm just sitting in the hallway, no phone. I got a coffee in my hand. I'm sitting there for like 45 minutes. And finally, somebody comes out of the room and they look at me. They're like, are you Dr. Johnny? I'm like, yeah. They're like, all right, well, come on in. I, I, I walk in this room and there's a camera sitting in the middle of the room. There's a bar stool and there's seven 
NBC USA producers sitting in a circle and they're all just sitting there with a clipboard looking right at you. And they're like, Oh, Hey Johnny, you know, leave the coffee at the uh, door. Come on in, grab a seat. All of a sudden this uh, red light comes on They're recording you. And they're like, you know, don't be nervous. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just sitting there. Like, what the hell are they about to ask me? And then, you know, somebody looks at a chart probably on your life. Like, oh, uh, I see here you were a, uh, a nerd in high school. You used to get picked on. Uh, you know, how do you feel about, you know, this and this and this? And why are you so confident today? And I'm like, wow, these, these guys really do their homework. You know, <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, that's some serious. It seems to be that's what all these shows have to do to weed out any potential, like, people that, are on the verge and, or just on the brink of breakdowns and stuff like that. They really need to do their homework. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a hell of a time to watch, uh, you or a hell of a show to watch. You obviously were a main part of it. Um, appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun and I appreciate you. um, Well, go ahead. Yeah, man. I I want, you know, say thank you because obviously, I mean, a lot of my friends and family that watch the show, they're probably, if not more excited uh, to read your uh, recaps and stuff and, and listen to your interviews and actually watch, this, actually watch the show. So, uh, you know, thanks for being a part of it because I think my, a couple of my uh, family members probably wouldn't have watched if it wasn't for you. So, uh, <laughs> we got yeah. some big fans. Oh, in, uh, I, I appreciate it. And yeah, well, yeah. N- Nell was the one that did the recaps and she yep. was, yep. she was a riot. And, um, yeah. but yeah, the, the podcast have been great. And just getting to talk to basically, I, I mean, I've talked to three of the four couples. I plan on having Javen and Shari on at some point. I've talked to now yep. three, three singles with Catherine last week, and you and um, you and Brittany this week. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know how many more I'm going to do. Um, yeah. Bachelorette season is starting up. Probably get back into that. Yeah. Um, but it's been really good talking to people and just learning more about them. Yeah. because we only get a certain yeah. we only get a certain edit of everybody, and for sure, you just don't get to know anybody as well as. Nah. Maybe you want to, so. I appreciate it. I mean, a lot of people have asked me, like, oh, like, are you going to, you know, we, we want to see you go on The Bachelor or something. I'm like, you know, those odds are worse than Temptation Island. You got yeah. one girl and 30-some guys. I mean, I don't know if I want to sign up for that one. Yeah, no, you that's know? that's a totally different animal. Yeah, you, yeah. You don't know if yeah, you want to get involved in that. just being a chiropractor for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And, uh, I appreciate it, sir. Thanks again, and we'll be in touch. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You got it. Have a good night. You too. Thank you so much to Johnny and Brittany before him. Those were two fun interviews to do with two singles, and I loved hearing from them. Uh, They both got different perspectives on things, and they're both very interesting. Just wanted to uh, remind you, this podcast is brought to you by the Next Generation Bona Premium Spray Mop for hardwood floors. includes a microfiber cleaning pad and hardwood floor cleaner all in one wonderful package together. The mop and cleaner provide an effective clean, which is quick, easy to use, and leaves no dulling residue. It's the perfect solution for simple, beautiful floors. Bona Premium Spray Mop is available at most retailers where floor cleaning products are sold on Amazon and Bona.com. To receive exclusive offers and to learn more, visit Bona.com slash Reality Steve. Again, thanks to both of them for coming on. I know we've had a string of Temptation Island interviews here. With Bachelorette season firing up in a couple weeks, we'll get back hopefully into the Bachelorette mode, get some former contestants on to talk about Hannah's season, talk about the time that they were on, and just kind of go from there. So um, thank you all for listening. As always, please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. Also, 
the He Said, She Said podcast with me and Ashley Spivey is up every Tuesday. Episode 19 coming this Tuesday. We need one more call as of right now. If you email me and I don't get back to you, probably means we got a call. Someone emailed me before you did, but we can have you on on a future show. So I will uh, get back to you as soon as I can. Email me, email Ashley, DM us. However you want to contact us, tell us what time zone you're in, tell us your situation, and tell us the best times of the week that you can record. And we usually record at nights, sometimes Ashley can do in the day, but it it varies. That's why we just need to know your best time, and then we work around that. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. It's been a fun ride here talking to these Temptation Island people. Probably going to get Javen and Shari on at some point coming up, and that might do it for Temptation Island. I think I've covered everybody that I that I want to talk to, but um, there could be one or two here or there. You never know. But uh, off the top of my head, that's I, I got the main ones that I, that I wanted to get. So thank you all for listening to those, and thank you all who have tuned in since the beginning of this thing. I really appreciate it. So thank you for listening. It's been a great it's been a great time. Thank you again to Johnny as well, and Doctor Johnny, I should call him. Dr. Johnny and Brittany Rose. So, until next week, this is Reality Steve signing off. That's like my professional radio sign off. <clears throat> really. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. See you.